everyone. Welcome to Bubble Bath with Bath. I'm Damien. I'm Kara. Oh, I messed up the whole intro. Hold on. Let's just say it. One, two, three. Bubble <laughs> Bath with Bath. <laughs> Dang, what a fool I am. <sighs> that was bad. We're, I think one day maybe we'll get it. Maybe. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just going to leave it. We're just going to roll with it. Um, Koi is here. Koi Hall is the writer of Grimoires of the Four Imposters and Hangman Feeds the Jackal. Both are fantastic and through Nose Touch Press. And he has some short stories and some other collections that I should have prepared and wrote down, but I didn't. So we'll give you we'll give him a chunk at the end to like talk about that. But I don't want to talk about that right now. Hello, Koi. Hey, you're allowed hey, to Damien. talk. You're allowed, yeah. We're allowed to talk now. You know, let's pretend that we're just meeting each other for the first time here. I'm glad. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. We're, we're glad to have you. Let's let's talk about <laughs> Disney again, <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, in case anyone's wondering what is going on, we had like a hiccup and recorded some of it, but we couldn't hear Koi very well. So we had a whole conversation about was it Disney World, and that conversation's now gone. So don't worry about it. And it's we found out in the past. It was, it, was, it was very negative anyway. So it was the best energy to start with. Koi hates that. Koi hates, Koi hates Disneyland and everybody who goes to Disneyland. I never said that. That's not necessarily true. That's but we it. did hashtag hates Disney. <laughs> we did. We did. In fact, find out though that that. I am Ariel, Kira is Cinderella, and Koi is the Maid Marian. Maiden Marian. I can't say that right. If that counts, yeah. It, it I'm can- kind of submitting that for approval if Maid Marian from Robin Hood. Hey, you Disney. know what? I'm yeah. going to say this. If, if, um, She's actual royalty. Yeah, so it has to count. Like, if people are saying that it doesn't count because the movie's based on Robin Hood, then I'm just like, what about Jasmine from Aladdin? The movie's based on Aladdin. So, and Jasmine counts, so therefore, yeah, she counts. I just totally blew somebody's Disney brain, but and they're still like, do the count though, because it never counted. Well, well, the Queen Alien's a a Disney princess now, so who cares? That's my, like, fedora-wearing Reddit user milady take that we can stop this Disney conversation with. So anyway, Koi, my question, and I'm just going to jump into this because I want to know Bigfoot, what is your problem with him? Or her? I shouldn't have. No, yeah, you, you put a poll out asking whether or not people believed in Bigfoot. Right? Yes. And I answered, no, I do not believe in Bigfoot. And ever since we have had animosity between us, <laughs> we got we have got to clear the air. We have got to we have got to fix this beef. Why why do you not believe in Bigfoot? What is the what is holding you back? It's not like I don't want to believe in Bigfoot. My problem is like people have been looking for Bigfoot now for I mean pretty actively for like 50, 60 years. Everybody is armed with phones. Um, there's no way to me that they do not have like good video of Bigfoot yet. Okay. But like, Oh, we're going to get into a debate. I'm not having this. I'm not having this. 
We're not, not ruining the this slander. <laughs> We're not. I'm not going to do this. We're not going to turn into Bryce Johnson. I, I want to believe in Bigfoot, but it's if everybody's out looking for Bigfoot. Okay, another thing that kills me about it is like people say, well, you never see dead bears in the woods, but that's not true. Like periodically people find bear skulls in the woods. Um, so that's not true. I feel like they would have found a dead Bigfoot by now. I, what if he's just like really good at hide and seek? Yeah. <laughs> there's, also, there's also like the thing that like he travels between dimensions, like the indigenous people of North America believe that like, yeah, um, yeah, he's like interdimensional. I, I, I mean, I don't know. That just doesn't. It doesn't seem doesn't ring ring true for me, I guess. But I, I like. I really like Bigfoot stuff. Like, I like the idea of it. But I'm just. I would just say I'm like skeptical. But I'd be willing to believe. It's not like I'm just set in my ways and I'm going to reject everything. I think the I think the animosity is squashed if you're just a skeptic. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like a hater of Bigfoot. <laughs> so just to clarify, Bigfoot? Yeah, okay, maybe. Disneyland? Fuck no, no way. <laughs> Disneyland would improve by <laughs> by having Bigfoot there, so. They actually have like a Yeti thing, I think. Yeah, isn't it in like the um, Matterhorn? That's the that's the Disneyland ride, I think. Oh. But it's, it's something it's something like that. I know, like CJ got like a um, Funko Pop of the Yeti from one of those rides, and I was like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" I didn't know that was there. I'm trying to think what it, it was like a mountain like that, but I, I think it's a. Oh, it's, it's going to be Expedition Everest, I think is what it's called. Hmm. My cat's name Florida, is The Florida version of, of that, the skunk ape version. Okay, the skunk ape. No, if you don't believe in Bigfoot, you don't believe in the skunk ape. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Kira, do you, how do you believe the, in, like, huh? I was going to ask you about the skunk ape. But you go on I with your think, question because it's a lot better probably than this big. No, I was, I was going to say like, do you believe in like, like supernatural stuff? Like anything out there, like vampires, ghosts, demons, the, the lot of it. I, I would say, you know, I'm skeptical about that too. I want to believe those things. I just haven't. The, go, the ghost thing too, um, I really want to believe that. And I would, I'm, I lean more towards that being true. I would say, but I would still like better evidence of that to, to be convinced, you know? Um, but I do go ghost hunting. I, I enjoy doing that. We need to go one day. Like I want to go so bad, but I am like shit scared Janet of ghosts. I can't help. And I'm so scared of them. No, I, and that's the thing. Like I can sit and talk all I want and say, I don't believe it. But when I'm alone in and in one of those places, I'm like, scared that, so I think inside I really do, you know, I really do believe it's a thing, but, um, I don't know. I, all, all that stuff though. I just, I just try to be skeptical of it. And I don't think it's not real, but I, you know, I just want to see more evidence. I think with like, it's people having phones on them. So, so much now as, um, kind of like demystified it. So I can see that. But here's my, th- like, my thing with the phones is, like, if I seen Bigfoot, 
I don't believe I would film him. I would maybe tell like a handful of friends and like other people who really believed in Bigfoot because I wouldn't want like a million red hats out here trying to find Bigfoot. Well, I mean, I get that. I do. I I think I would, I don't know what I would do. I would probably panic and freeze and be a hypocrite with a phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny I say that, but I told this story about like, I got out of my car one day after work. It was like 10 at night and we live where we live. There's a cow field on one side and a horse field behind us. And I got out and heard something walking through the field and was like, Whoa, that sounds massive. And I look over and just see these two eyes like taller than me. And I'm like, Whoa, this is the time. This is it. This is Sasquatch. So like I pull out my phone and I'm like ready to record. And then I notice these two horns and I'm like, I have fucked around too much and I'm about to find out like watching all this stuff, reading all these books that I've read about like Satanism and things like that. Like I'm about to learn a hard truth. And then I noticed that it had this like earring hanging from it. It was a bull. It was just one of the bulls that put in the cow field. <laughs> I've never been so embarrassed. But that would be really scary at night. Cause like, I don't know. Just cows and bulls look more terrifying at night. And it was so they do during the day. It was so tall because it was standing on this little hill by the fence. Like there's a little hill that separates the fence. It's probably about three feet tall. And it was standing on that little hill. And it just looked like it was this ginormous, like almost like a cyber demon from doom. I was just like, what have I done to myself? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I like, I don't know. I I want to believe in like ghosts and like the supernatural, but like nothing's ever like haunted me. And I'm like, please do. <laughs> like one time, I am I am like willing to be haunted by you. Just do it, and no one ever does it. Do you, I mean? Does it like trouble you at all that people aren't capturing stuff like that at like really clear photos or really clear audio that's always like uh, ambiguous in a way? Does that bother you? It does, yeah, especially, like, growing up, like, um, with a religious family. Like, my grandma has all of these insane stories of, like, possessions and demons and stuff that everyone else has seen. But I'm like, like, why is there, like, how, if, you've, if you've seen possessions and you've witnessed these things, like, how come there's not, like, evidence? You know what I mean? It's, how come it's not something that we can, like, watch, you know? But I don't know. It's just I would like to see more. That's the trouble with like a uh, personal experience to me too, that um, a lot of things like I, I like one of the scariest places I've been is, is Moundsville penitentiary. And it's like this, I mean, it's built like a medieval fortress. It's like, it's like the walls around it are like 10 feet thick. You know, it's like this thing's built and it's going to stand for a thousand years. It's never going to fall. And so you, as you go into this stone prison, um, and you get deeper into it. It's like a labyrinth and you get deeper and deeper into it. And it's, you really become isolated in the dark and you can go down to the, um, like, um, what do they call the areas of the prison for the most violent people, the most dangerous people, like maximum secure. I don't know. Solid, you know like, uh, would it be solitary? Like solitary? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Solitary confinement. If you go down to those areas, it's just completely shut in. There are no windows. And you can sit in the dark in these cells and um, you can hear, you hear stuff. And I think it's because you're psyching yourself out. 
you're hearing stuff and yet you don't record those things. Even though you're recording as you do it, it doesn't pick up what you're hearing. And I think it's, you know, you kind of psych yourself out. Yeah. Could it, could it also maybe be like, okay, I got to try not to sound like I have a tinfoil hat on. Cause I listened to a lot of stuff about like stuff like this. <laughs> like, could it maybe be like there that like the noises that you hear from the afterlife are on a different frequency than what anything that we have would pick up. Like maybe it's a dog whistle that you can only hear with your physical ear. I mean, maybe. yeah, that's, that's, I guess so. But that was too that what the sound that I just heard was two people thinking, "Wow, he's really a, he's he's really kind of nutty about it." Like, what is going on? <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> they, they just it just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, uh, I think- so, Damien, do you think Bigfoot is interdimensional? Uh, see, I struggle with this sometimes because sometimes I think like when I look at stuff like Skinwalker Ranch, like some of the stories from there, I think, okay, yeah, I could, I could totally see how maybe that is interdimensional or maybe that is, I don't know, maybe they have a cloaking thing or something like predator i don't know maybe they are predator that would be badass but like i don't know i that's one that i struggle with because i tend to lean more towards that if sasquatch or big if sasquatch exists then they are probably just some form of endangered like american ape or gorilla like they're probably just some sort of endangered species that's kind of similar to like what my brother, I, when I told you the other day that he thinks that Bigfoot once existed, but that like they've died off yeah. and they no longer exist. <laughs> Sorry, water went down the wrong hole. That's my gimmick. Um, yeah, I can see that. I kind of can see that too and kind of can believe that because then that makes sense for how the Patterson-Gimlin footage has never been disproven, even though people have came out and said that they were in a costume. Costume. I say that weird, but like it's never really been like, they've always been debunked as making that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like um, when you start talking about like interdimensional stuff, like I don't know that like I can wrap my head. I don't want to say that I don't necessarily believe. Cause I like to think that maybe anything is possible um, considering that there's a lot of the world itself, like the ocean alone that hasn't been, you know, discovered in research. But the one thing that is killing me lately are those damn Mandela effects. I don't understand at all how like you can like vividly remember something being a certain way. And then they're like, nope, that's not correct. But like everybody collectively is going like, no way it was that way. It's driving me insane lately. Do you have any of those things that you believe that that you saw in the past that aren't uh, like uh, mainstream now? I think the one that got me the most were those um, push pop ice creams that like had like friend Flintstone and stuff on the front and like it has a stick on the bottom and you push it up to eat it. And I have asked so many people like just describing it, like what was that called? And they're like push pops. But when you Google it, it's push up. And I swear, like I will die on that hill that they were push pops. And everyone that I've talked to all says, push pop so it's it just it drives me insane like i will go on about it it's definitely push pop i believe it's push pop it is (laughs) that's i didn't think that odd at all when you were saying push pop and like looney tunes google Google tells you push up and i'm like it's not like the looney tunes one really blows my mind because i've it's always been t-o-o-n-s 
that's what I've always remembered it as. And now it's T-U-N-E-S. Yeah. And um, the other one that really gets me too was, is it Hanes with the cornucopia? And they say that it didn't, it wasn't in the tag or the label. And I'm like, it was though. <laughs> or no, uh, Fruit of the Loom. Wait, there's not a cornucopia? No. <laughs> I hate this world. <laughs> <laughs> Koi, have you, this is one that I've noticed. Have you, you're, You've seen the movie Alligator 2, obviously. We've talked about this. Yes. Okay, yes. so this is like going to be like a really niche Mandela effect. There's a scene where the mayor is with like his really super buff bodyguard, and they're like in that little club. And I don't remember what they're mm-hmm. arguing about, but I've always remembered it, and I've always quoted it as him saying, "What's wrong with you? Are you some kind of an idiot?" And I've always remembered him saying that quote. And then when we since Scream Factory released it, I watched it, and it says, "What are you deaf or something?" And I'm like. That's not what he said. That is absolutely not what he said. For you, he said idiot. Like he's like, you're you're Yosemite Sam or something. He said, what are you, some kind of an idiot? But then when I watch it, he says, are you deaf? And I'm like, no, no, nope. I'm from the dimension where he says idiot, where he Yosemite Sam's it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I haven't experienced that one. Okay, well. I'm not on the edge at time. Well, you're in the you're not in the good timeline. Well, I'm a little bit more messed up than you, like mentally and emotionally. So you're probably in the better timeline than me. <laughs> um, that was another instance of a movie like that. Um, scary movie. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the guy with the little tiny like messed up hand. Yeah. And there's a scene there's a scene where he leans down and he tells the guy, take my strong hand. And that's not actually what he said, even though that's what he said. That is what he said, 100%. No, according, I Googled it just to be sure, but according to the Mandela effect, he says, take my little hand. No, that's not what he says. <laughs> it's not. That's not what he says. He says, take my strong hand or take my good hand. And that, that was the whole joke. It wouldn't be funny if he said, take mm-hmm. my little hand. No, and no, now they're saying, and like, I remember when I saw that people were going back and rewatching the movie and he said, take my little hand. And I was like, there's no way that we all remember strong hand. It was totally strong hand. Oh my, you guys hear that? What was that? My cat just like, he's, he gets behind the TV and he is slip sliding around and falling. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. He's, he's always said that. I don't. Nope. Do you remember? Do you remember in the '90s when like Shaquille O'Neal for some reason was an actor? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he had like a video game, Shaq Fu. And, that was like, the worst um, video game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was in the. It was a genie in Kazam. Yeah, people said that people. What was the one? It was Conan. They said that Conan played Shazam. Simba. Yeah, Conan. Who's Conan? <laughs> What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, Sinbad. Maybe I just was thinking because, like, it's. Is Kazan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's. Uh, but Sinbad. And I kind of remember that, too. It's like, I could swear. Like, when I saw that, that one resonated with me because I was like, I just could have sworn I saw Sinbad on a VHS, you know, in that era. Yeah, and it's, it, it seems like it was one of those really rip-off, like, straight to blockbuster movies. So I, like,. Uh, yeah, when I seen that one, I was like, wait, that isn't a real movie? Like, I could almost see it in my head. 
Yeah, it was like Kablam. (laughs) (laughs) Shaq is in Kazam and Sinbad's in Kablam. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Those those Mandela effects, though, those were that, like, when I see those, it starts making me wonder, like, okay, maybe, like, alternate realms and dimensions and stuff are real because, like, it's just, I don't know, unless we're all just, like, one big experiment. Which is... We purposely are forgetting. Which a lot of people do think, like... I've okay this is gonna get too far but I've always like kind of like dismissed like simulation theory and things but I've like heard a little bit about it. I'm like okay I guess I can kind of see why people believe that because it makes in some ways like it makes sense like that if we're kind of making simulations maybe we're a, I don't know maybe I I, I spent too much time alone <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> yeah no it's it's weird and i don't i just i don't like it here (laughs) so while we're on this subject i have a game for koi okay okay (laughs) okay koi this is a mission that you have for me it's speeding up and i don't know how to stop that Okay, Koi. <laughs> so this is something new that I'm going to do with everybody. You have exactly two minutes, two minutes to convince Kira, who is who does not believe in aliens, that aliens do in fact exist. Are you ready? Okay. Wait, does Koi believe in it? Do you? Be- I'm acting like you're not here. Do you believe in aliens, Koi? Um, I, I do believe that. Their alien life forms exist. Yeah, I would say. I don't know if they're visiting Listen, Earth. But... It doesn't matter if okay. he believes in them or not. He's going to convince you. <laughs> He's convincing you, not himself. That we... two, minutes, two minutes is an eternity. I don't have to like fill two minutes. Okay, let's change, it, let's change it to a minute. Let's change it to one single minute. This is Hey, this is just on the workshop floor here. This isn't like, you know. Well, yeah, let's we'll see okay, how it ready? Three, two, one, go. So, in the universe, there are um, countless galaxies. Not only countless stars, but countless galaxies. So, just by, you know, um, looking at the, the, the number of stars and the stars that would have planets and that would have planets that would be the same distance and relatively the same as Earth, um, there could be you know, theoretically billions of planets that could support life. Um, now we know those planets are there. That's, that's not speculation, but we don't know that they hold life. That's speculation. So the leap that you have to make is that the planets could possibly have life. Um, now on their timeline, if they are advanced in the future, with their technology, um, that's time. <laughs> Just cut him off. That was the most incredible thing. <laughs> I was really in. I was totally listening to that. I was taking it all in. <laughs> oh man! See, I think you could have done two minutes. I really think you could have done two minutes. Yeah, I think two minutes isn't as long as I thought. Oh, do you want another minute? I mean, I'm just like BSing. So. Okay, we'll leave it in a minute. So, I don't know. If, I don't know if the second half would have been as good as the first. <laughs> you half. would have got to minute thirty and went. <laughs>
yeah, like the movie E.T. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, take before you, I gotta say this one thing that really makes me angry, where I, I, I teach history, um, it really, really, really pisses me off when people talk about ancient aliens building stuff. Oh, God, yes. Thank you. That's one thing I hate. I think it is absolutely insulting to people oh. like Egyptians to say that they had to have an alien build their pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, okay. Yeah, I've always, I've, I've always said that, too, that it is wildly disrespectful to a, a group of people in a culture. <laughs> I just say that here, aliens had to do I'm it. just over here dying because sometimes I watch ancient aliens and it usually starts off as like, Oh man, I cannot wait to make fun of this. But then by the end of it, I'm like, yeah. Well, pe- people like in class every single semester, I have somebody be like, was an aliens? You know, could it be aliens? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it could not be aliens. <laughs> I can't imagine somebody saying that in like a setting, like a classroom. <laughs> Couldn't be aliens. Excuse me, professor. Do you know? Were you were you there? You know? Did you did, were you there to see them lift those rocks? Okay, so now that we have to ask Kyra, do you are you convinced that they exist? You just call me Kyra. No, oh. we just had this talk. Oh. We just had this talk. Oh, this just happened. <laughs> we just had this conversation. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> this is me failing as a friend and co-host. Fire again. The strike two. Strike two. Kira. Strike one was already in the group chat on Instagram. Oh god, that group chat. That's that was already yeah. Strike strike one. <laughs> okay, Kira, are you convinced? Um, you guys are gonna get mad at me. Um, no, because in my head, it is really hard for me to like. I know like science says like there are multiple galaxies and planets, but in my head, I'm like. No, there's not. Oh no. Okay, that's all right because you know what? We have we have endless episodes and I don't know. I think Koi I think Koi set the foundation, so when people listen to this, they're gonna go, Okay, so Koi set set a really strong foundation and I just have to work from that. Yeah, we'll just keep we'll keep building on this. Um it was a valiant effort by me. So. I, it was. I, I felt like I was in a like a teacher student setting for a moment there. I haven't been to high school in like a hundred years, but it felt like I was he went, like that. <laughs> he went into full blown professor mode. He, he did, yes. I felt like I was just I was taking it all in. I was ready, ready for that practice test. <laughs> and yet it didn't land. Just like just like every other class in the world, there's always we're gonna miss. I'm sitting there listening and going, "Yeah, man, yeah, totally." And there's that other student who's just like, "That's me yeah. with math." Yeah. Oh, geez. I yeah, I can't say the things about math that I have. Yeah, I can. Nobody from my school is gonna listen to this. I've had people just do my math stuff for me because I can't do it. So I guess whenever somebody from my school listens to that, they're going to be like, wow, Damien, you're going to be expelled. And I'm going to go, oof, oof. <laughs> All right. So I guess my fun has been had for that minute and we can. No, nobody's been convinced of anything today. No, no, not at all. Except for me. I'm convinced. Well, I came in convinced. But I haven't convinced you. You know, my skepticism hasn't convinced you to go the other direction. Yeah, that's oh, that's true. That's but you see, you're fighting like 
that's the ultimate losing battle. Like you're never going to get there. That's like playing Mike Tyson and punch out. It's you're just never going to get there. <laughs> okay. Kira, I respect, respect yeah. that. So I, I am withdrawing my argument. <laughs> yeah. It's just like always been so hard for me to grasp like that. There's just, I don't know. Maybe it's more that I'm afraid of it. Like there's just all of this extra out there. Like, and the possibilities. And I just, I don't like that. Like, I'm like, like the other day when they took those pictures, you know, and um, posted them online of like space. And I was like, why don't you take a picture of the ocean and find out what's in there first? Cause I'm more afraid of that at the moment. <laughs> like that's here. The ocean <laughs> Please is, figure that out first. The ocean is terrifying. Like it's it really terrifying. Yeah. And I wish that like, I appreciate the efforts for space, but like, I'm not going out there anytime soon. Figure out what's here first, I, I, <laughs> then worry about space. Very serious question about what you just said. Are you about to just like hop into a bathing suit and just swim to the bottom of the Atlantic? <laughs> Hell no! I don't even like to. I don't even go ankle deep in the ocean. You have no idea. Like she's gonna take me away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't mess around. Now, after finding out the whale deer thing, I'm done with the ocean. Oh man. <laughs> I can't look at deer again the same. I've seen them, and all I can think about yeah. is that they're whales. That's because they are. <laughs> what is that? I don't. I don't know about this. What is? What are you On the last about? episode, we talked about how um, deers are like related very distantly to whales. Kira found out, and it was just like terrifying. Yeah, they're related to like hooved animals, like a giraffe, a deer, stuff like that. Interesting. I'm not. It's disgusting. I'm not a fan. <laughs> It's going to be a big old zero out of 10. My, my dog hates deer. Like that's like the chief thing he hates. Um, he, well, if we're walking and he sees a deer, like he, one time he dragged me down a hill to get to a, um, <laughs> I like, no, no kidding. Cause you know, he's, he weighs 150 pounds. So he's like, and he took off, he saw a deer and he takes off down the hill and it's like a steep hill off to the side of the road and he takes off down. Um, and I like the momentum was going so strong. I just started running after him like an idiot down the hill. <laughs> like I, just, I had to make a split second decision. I made the very wrong decision of you know, like running with him. And I lasted maybe 10 feet before falling and managed to like hold on to his leash. He's on a harness and I managed to hold on to that. And he, um, was going so hard still. He was like digging like trenches in the ground, like trying to play along. So um, like, I'm not, not afraid of deer, but when I, when I see deer now and I have him like this, like cold, <laughs> like terror goes to my body that he's going to. Did the, did the Benny Hill theme song play? <laughs> yeah. Especially when I was running down the hill. <laughs> I just imagine like these next two pictures that Chloe's going to tweet out and it's going to be like him on a hill smiling with Duncan and then him being dragged down the hill <laughs> it's just him at the bottom of the hill covered in leaves with a deer in the background Duncan is resp- responding to his name at least you're getting his attention Oh, what, what, what were the questions we had for Duncan um, my favorite was Breeze. She said, can Duncan say a few words? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a translation, I guess. <laughs> um, 
No, he said uh, he he put his chin back down, so I don't oh, think he's willing to speak. Did. We just want you to. Uh, hmm? Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're going off the rails. We're just. <laughs> He's he's so unamused by us. I'm so upset by this right now. I was I was rooting for Duncan, and he's not rooting for me. <laughs> nope. Such is life. Such is the power of Duncan. He just <laughs> he's very, he's very aloof. <laughs> he's 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 done with us. How old is Duncan? He is. Four months shy of turning two, so he's he's almost almost two years old. Um, so oh. he's still a puppy. It didn't take long for him to get jaded with the world. <laughs> no, I think he's like he was like born pissed <laughs> off, you know, um, like <laughs> when he was like even as a little baby, you know, he was he was not like he didn't want he doesn't want to cuddle and stuff very much. He. he he will sometimes, but it's got to be on his terms. Like you can't force him to cuddle. He's a cat. Oh my god, I could never. He's so fluffy and big. I would jump on him all the time. <laughs> like, well, well, I, I need to hug him. But you can hug him all you want, but like for him to actually kind of get up on the bed with you or get up on the couch with you, um, he has to be the one who decides that. I love that picture that you posted once of him. I think he was laying out on the couch, and then he had a leaf under his tail. <laughs> Entire leaf in his tail. <laughs> his tail, his tail's like a foot wide and like three feet long. I mean, it's like majestic. But and it, he can unhi- he can hide entire plants. Was in. that the deer day <laughs> that he had the leaf? Was that after the deer? Huh? No, that wasn't. Um, Remo McCartney asked, "What is Duncan's favorite snack?" All right. Um, he the thing he loves the most is we will get him um, beef ribs, not pork ribs, but beef ribs, and we feed them to him raw. Um, like a, we'll get him a rack of ribs each. He eats one of those a week, and um, we cut up the and give cut the ribs up and give him one a day, and he eats those raw, and that's his favorite snack in the world. Not me looking at... Why is Duncan eating better than that's me? That's literally what I was about to say. I was about to say, not me looking at the Incrustables I'm about to eat for lunch and like being like, I wish I was Duncan. <laughs> um, he loves the, he's, he's really strong, too. And he can take a... I mean, his ribs are, like, thick. And he can actually snap them in his jaws. So, kind of scary. Yeah. He, he looks like a gentle giant, but I'm starting to think that... He's got a plan. He's... he's not, He's not mean. He's never mean. It's just more. He's like he's not aggressive and he's not mean. He's just more aloof. Like he's kind of <laughs> like a cat. He's more like a cat. Is what he's like. Yeah, that's what he reminds me of. Just like a total giant cat. I love that though. Are you? Sh- I'll never look at him the same. Are you sure that he is a dog <laughs> and not a cat? Has the, has the veterinarian confirmed this? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Like you just have like a prehistoric cat living with you. He could be. He has a mane, so maybe he has a mane around his head. Oh yeah! You know what? I'm starting to question things now. That's our, that's the conspiracy theory for this podcast. Duncan is actually a cat. And yeah, yeah well, I, I never thought about it, but his, his favorite snack is raw meat, so it's like that's a cat thing too. How does he I feel? Think you need to get him one of those like ancestry tests. Yeah, <laughs> or just take a bit of that and go: Is this a dog or a cat? 
<laughs> Listen, I need I need you to tell me, is this a cat or a dog? <laughs> Could you imagine walking in like that? They'd be like, what the hell? Sir? <laughs> I think you came to the wrong hospital. <laughs> That's what, he hates going to the vet. That's the one thing he dislikes. Um, he's not scared of anything. Like He's not scared of thunder or fireworks or anything. Nothing bothers him. But the vet like makes him tremble. He hates it. Oh, poor guy. See, that just makes me sad. I don't like, I don't like going to the doctor either. Hmm? Last, yeah, I don't like that either. Last time I went to the doctor, it was a whole fiasco, and I had to have a Wonder Woman toy out of it and everything. I had an <laughs> ice cream cone. <laughs> Those pictures were hilarious. That was awesome. It, it was great. Like. It's like you just go to the doctor and you go through this little unpleasant thing of telling the doctor some things about you. And then you get a Wonder Woman action figure and a mixed berry ice cream cone from Dairy Queen. It's wonderful. I actually kind of want to go to the doctor again. See, I would be more inclined to go to the doctor if like, I knew I was going to get something like that out of it. But that's not the case. I just go to the doctor and they scold me and then I go home and I don't change anything about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Big mood here. (laughs) (laughs) I went to this one doctor and she like told me like that I like all my problems were because I wasn't getting enough. Like, I don't even remember what it was. It was some sort of like vitamins or something. And I was like, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if, like, the heavy depression and anxiety is, like, because I'm not getting enough vitamin C. But I'm not a doctor, so I I guess I trust them. But at the same time, I went to a different doctor, and they kind of were like, okay, maybe not. So I went, okay, maybe not. (laughs) I'm telling you. That's why I just avoid it unless, like, it's an emergency, and then I force myself to go. But even then, I'm like, is this that kind of emergency? My arm's like dangling. I'm like, is this really that broken? Is this worth sitting in this room for four hours waiting on this doctor? <laughs> if, I, if I keep it straight, will it heal? You know? <laughs> just, just slap a stick in there. Just the, see, Coy's, Coy's in the in the. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. He's he's better off than we are because his dog can break the bones of like ribs to like help him make a stint. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of that, I'll tell you one weird thing he does with the rib bones. Is he like he keeps those, and out in the garage he has um, like an extra bed out in the garage. He likes to go out there sometimes, and he keeps a pile of the rib bones on his bed, and he will lay on them sometimes. He's like a dragon, like it's this hoard of gold, um, and he just has this, and it's kind of creepy. Koi, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not 100% sure that your dog isn't like a demonic cat that's possessed by the spirit of an ancient warlord. Like, that's insane. <laughs> I think good, he would be, it would be like Texas Chainsaw Massacre building stuff out of the bones, I think. He'd have a bone couch and a, a bone lamp and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. But he like he'll go and sits on the pile of them, like lays across them. I think he's worshiping, honestly. Or it's a power move, and he's like, look at this, petty humans that I have to live with. This could be your bones. (laughs) 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 
It's like, you know, like when owners die and their animals eat them. <laughs> it's scary. Oh my god, yeah. He would definitely. <laughs> Duncan makes beds out of them. <laughs> like... Yeah. It'd be his furniture. Because yeah. of his apartment. <laughs> Duncan's getting all kinds of ideas right now. He's like, I'm listening in. Or he's just... He actually just left. He just he just left the room. We, we exposed him, so now he's pissed. He's like, they see what I'm doing, and now I have to rethink this whole thing. He's going to come back you, with rib bones. Deeply offended. <laughs> I'm a little worried now, so I don't know what he's thinking. Or planning. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, we'll keep the questions going, because we had a pretty good response. I was yeah, happy was- with it. Um Hmm? Nothing. I was gonna say that was ten out of ten. We keep doing this. This is we're not good at this. <laughs> no, we're not at all. We just we just talk over each other. Um. So, <laughs> books is meals. Uh, asked favorite type of pickle. <laughs> favorite type of pickle. I do remember that from the last show. The the, the pickle conversation. Um. I don't know how trashy it is, but like, I like the uh, like really sweet um, bread and butter pickles. I don't know if that's trashy. I, like, I don't. I have no. I don't know pickle etiquette. Not, oh, the with well, a jar that I I get the brand called Famous Dave's. <laughs> it was like a pick, <laughs> like grilling out, um, like making the pickles in flames and stuff, and. Um, that would be my favorite. I I need you to try those moonshine pickles. I need everyone to try them and tell me what they taste like. I don't like pickles. So neither neither of you like pickles. Uh-uh. Okay, well I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, I can't relate. <laughs> It was so funny because I was I was at the grocery store the day before yesterday, I think it was, and I walked past like pickles in the aisle. And if no one was there, I would have totally taken a selfie with them. But I was like, I'm not going to be that person right now in the middle of Walmart. That would have made it better. People would have been like, what are you doing? Like, I can't look at pickles now the same. I'm like, I would normally pass these things and not even give them a second thought. And now I'm standing there looking at all the different types. <laughs> I'm going to take a selfie with the pickles next time I go to the store. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm going to start pur- a movement. I'm purposely going to go. I was like, damn, there's too many people looking. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll even do the real obnoxious, like, finger, like, peace sign and, like, tongue hanging out and everything. <laughs> Get strangers to take them with me. Right. I should have just asked somebody, can you take this? Just really awkward in front of Pickles. <laughs> Make a TikTok. Pickle talk. Right. Pickle talk. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like start like a movement, like peace signs in front of pickle jars, like hashtag peace for pickles or something. Get it trending on Twitter. <laughs> you have just single handedly like the books. The podcast, nothing is ever going to get you as popular as Peace for Pickles. <laughs> Peace for Pickles by my book. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> okay. Sarah 
Uh, Sarah Jane asked if Koi, this this one was very in-depth and I'm so interested about this answer. If Koi really could travel through time for a peek at history, she also thinks this genuinely happens. Where would you go and what might you choose to observe? Hmm. I would go back, I think, I would go back to like 8th century France, um, the 700s, and I wouldn't necessarily be observing like any events. I would actually like to just walk around um, and travel around from town to town and um, explore 8th century France and just see how people lived and see what kind of, and, and, stuff like that. I would, I would actually want to see everyday life rather than some really great event. I would like to see how people live everyday life back in the middle ages. That is such, that would be really, that's such a better answer to what I would have give. I would have said, I would like to go back to see the man who invented pop tarts or pizza and say, "Mm, yes, very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to like like I always think like the monasteries and stuff. I would like to go back and stay two weeks in a monastery, you know, in a monastery and just live with the monks and see and like and, and like and do the work that they're doing and stuff. That is. I think if I could go back, huh? we did it again. Go ahead. <laughs> I think if I could go back, I think I would probably do like the Victorian era. That's my favorite. Really? What would you yeah. want to experience? What would you want to see? I think the same thing, just everyday life, just yeah. the ins and outs of being a woman and just experiencing what people experienced in that time. Try not to die of like a paper cut in the meantime and wear a corset. Yeah, yeah there, there are no, there's no like penicillin or anything at yeah. that point. <laughs> that would be so strange. Um, no, I think when you say that, what comes to mind and what I would like to do in the Victorian era is walk, uh, go to a, a city like New York or Paris or London and, and just walk the streets and see what the traffic was like, um, like the foot traffic and the horses and the carriages and stuff and actually experience what busy city traffic would be like pre-car. I think that would be really interesting to me. That would be so neat. I've always wanted to do something like super simple, like go into like a little tiny like convenience store you know just like a little market and like buy a loaf of bread <laughs> see how much it costs yeah. um yeah absolutely i th- that's the kind of stuff that interests me i i guess you know if i wanted something like uh, grand i would go back and you know maybe so i could argue with my students i'd go back and see that one of the pyramids being built or something not aliens <laughs> take your phone <laughs> record it <laughs> picture of it as proof that you moron like that's not and then they're like, what has happened and then they combat you with yeah but look at this painting that this ancient egyptian artist did that depicts a man holding a square device that looks like some sort of teleportation device to move <laughs> i don't i don't like want to like go too deep into this because like i'm not going to end up boring people but like here's what gets me about that I have this book that I love and it's called the the literature of ancient Egypt and it's short stories and poems from ancient Egypt and it's fiction. And the idea that people in the ancient world didn't just make things up and write fiction to me is incredible that people think everything 
in the past is literal that they wouldn't envision space people or envision flying machines and stuff and just be making it up um, like we do science fiction. They did the same thing. So even if you do see aliens or it's just it's like watching Star Trek now, but it's the you know ancient Egyptian version of that. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I agree with that 100%. Like I always think like when people are like, well, they seen this back then. I'm like, but you literally just watched like a movie called Sharkula two days ago. Like that came from someone's yeah, head yeah. meat. Like they were doing the same things back then. Like that's just something that's always happened. Yeah. And, and I think that's disrespectful too. people have this idea that, you know, people in the past are, are less than that. They're ignorant. Um, but they do, they have the same brains that we have now and they do the same stuff and feel the same things, have the same emotions and, they're creative just like people are now um it's it's ridiculous did they have garlic bread that's like (laughs) that's the ultimate separating factor did they have garlic bread because if they didn't then they're definitely not they're not the same like like we are like garlic i don't know if they applied it to bread i'm gonna say yes well that was the worst hot take i could have possibly made so let's just pretend that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) i would imagine that if they did have garlic bread it would have tasted way better than ours Actually, yeah, they might have been. Below, like, they might have been a little bit better off than us, because not everything was like in a can. They didn't have sugar. Interesting. Um, I couldn't have they were. Uh, they they had very healthy teeth. That's an interesting thing about the ancient world is that nobody had teeth problems, and they didn't even brush their teeth. And they still didn't have teeth decay, tooth decay, um, because they didn't have sugar. Imagine if you could go back and give them like a toothbrush and toothpaste. Like how much better their teeth would be. They didn't need it. Their teeth were healthier than ours without it. Yeah, but it. imagine how much healthier they would be then. They would be like the million dollar smile, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know yeah, what I'm talking about. Be... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, ask another question. I'm I'm I've lost the plot. <laughs> so let's see. Um Victor Danda asked, and let me know if I'm butchering his last name. He said, ask Koi about his bromance with Bella Lugosi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do have a bromance with Bella Lugosi. Um, he is, uh, I'm obsessed with him. He's my favorite actor. Um, and I try to read everything I can about him. And I'm not not shy about talking about it. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say make excuses. I love Bela. <laughs> what's your favorite? Oh, it's Bela. Okay. Sorry. What's your favorite Lugosi movie? Well, I mean, probably Dracula just because it's so iconic. But um, aside from that one, my, my favorite is the black cat from 1934. And it's, it's really good to me because Lugosi plays a World War One veteran and he's going back um, to going back to Eastern Europe and Lugosi in real life was a, a did fight in the First World War and he fought for Austria-Hungary um, the, from our point of view, the other side, right? The bad guys um, and he really channeled that in, in the movie and you can kind of see the pathos um, about, um, I guess what you would call today, like post-traumatic stress. They didn't call it, they called it shell shock back then, but 
but it, the, the PTSD of any channels it through a, through a fear of cats, um, which people look at as, you know, they laugh at today as reaction to cats. But if you, if you look at it that lens that is uh, uh, a World War One veteran suffering from PTSD, uh, it's very interesting to me. That is really interesting. Yeah, it is. I've not seen that version of the black cat. I love the falsy version, but I'm going to have to definitely pick that up. It's the, to me, and now I like, this is my, my hot take. Um, the black cat 1934 for me is the greatest horror film ever made. It's better than anything from the eighties to me. It's the greatest ever made. And it's, um, really pushed the envelope and it's very, um, I would say, um, risque, you know, just not for the time, but for now, I mean, with, with necrophilia and, uh, subjects like that. Yeah. So, and say Satanism and, but I think it's the greatest horror film ever made. I definitely need to see this. It sounds good. And I'm sold. Yeah, that's- it's an art deco. It's an art deco movie too. So it's really gorgeous. The sets are, it's very mo- 1934 modern quote unquote. So the sets are very beautiful. And, um, I just, I love it, but that maybe answers why, uh, my bromance with Bela Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, that sounds good. I like, I like checking out like old films like that. So I will definitely have to add that one to my list to watch. Yeah. And nobody's going to agree with me that the black cat is the greatest horror movie ever made. Nobody's going to agree with that, but I'm, I'm going to stick. They're going to say, no, you're wrong. It is Friday the 13th part seven. (laughs) Um, I've never seen Friday the 13th. Any of them. You're I know. Don't me and Koi and, Koi and I probably have like we're probably the worst people to ask about that. Yeah, I, I mean that's okay. I would it's worth they're worth watching. The first one's worth watching for yeah. sure. My favorite one is the yeah, um they're iconic. I really know, like to see it. I it's not so much a hot take anymore, I guess, because like it's kind of like the Halloween three hot take. But my favorite one is Jason Goes to Hell, because I just love the mythos that they built in it and like other than that, I really like the one with Miguel Nunez Jr. with the damn enchiladas. I like that one a lot. Five, five, but that's yeah. that's a, other than that, like the one that you're supposed to watch in black and white is that part six. I can't remember, but when you watch it in black and white, it definitely feels like you're watching a completely different movie and series, and it works really well that way. But yeah, I don't really have like the love of the series that a lot of people do that are into horror. I do like I do like it. Part three is the one I watch most often, rewatch most often. But um, it's 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 not my favorite series by any means. I used to love it when I was a kid. Yeah, though. I just I don't I don't I don't know. I have a weird relationship with slashers, in the sense that when I was a kid, all I watched was like, wow, there's a cool monster on the cover of that movie, so I'd buy that instead of Friday the Thirteenth. I can see that. Um, yeah, I'm not like, I'm, I'm probably going to get like, I'm, it depends. Like some people I mention it and they're okay with it. And then some people get like deeply offended, but like, I don't like the Scream franchise at all. I hate it. <laughs> oh, you, you don't know like the, like the swell of relief I just felt inside when you said <laughs> I just felt so hurt because I love it. I want out <laughs> because I hate it. 
Okay, me too. Like, I don't find it entertaining. Not the first one, the second one. I can't believe they're still making them. I don't find it entertaining at all. Not me Not me over here, like, watching the fifth one, like, over and over again. Like, <laughs> I still prefer to Baba Duke and just quoting it. I love it. I don't get it. I, I, I don't like that late 90s um, kind of span of, like, self-aware slasher movies that, you know, that riff on, on the genre. I, d- I don't like it. And I really don't, I'm not a huge fan of Wes Craven, to be honest. Like, um, I like, I love Serpent in the Rainbow and Nightmare on Elm Street, but like some of his other stuff, I'm not crazy about and Scream being at the front of the I list. I think my favorite Wes Craven. Yeah, I like Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Totally. I was about to say my favorite Wes Craven is Cursed, but then you reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know, it might still be Cursed because that scene with the werewolf Given the bird when he's jump when she's jumping out of that window is just like that's like picture perfect Damien for me. I like I love that. It hits on all the notes. What about do you like Serpent and the Rainbow? Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't really have a. I don't feel enough. I don't feel it's, I have enough knowledge to give an answer. Like I, 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 like, uh, I do really like people under the stairs wa- as well. Um. Kira, have you seen uh, Serpent and the Rainbow? That no, I haven't. It's like it's like Haitian voodoo, and it's a it's a really good. It's it's actually based on a like a memoir of a Harvard biologist who went to discover like what was making zombies, um, and they determined that it's like the poison from a, a puffer fish, like a, a that that's that that people were using to make zombies, but it's really good. That sounds interesting. Um, I'm trying to like watch more movies that I haven't seen. My brother is like super into movies and like I pretty much would watch what he would watch growing up. So like that's where like the the movies that I do enjoy were watched with him. But like now, like I especially being on Twitter and stuff, I see just people recommending movies all the time and I'm really trying to like open myself up to watch more. So I'm gonna add that one too. For me for me they're just a comfort. Like I like having them on. I don't even, you know, a lot of the time I'm not even watching them closely. I just like the noise of them and the comfort of totally. them. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I do. Like people always ask, like when you do like writing things, like what music you listen to. And I'm like, I just have movies on. Like I will turn on night of the comet and return of the living dead every time. And just like, let it play in the background while I'm doing anything. Yeah. And that's what, you know, when I say something's like a comfort movie, that's what, that's the way I look at it. Like it's, I, I just, it makes me feel good to have it on yeah. in, in the background and just to pass through the room and it being on. So a lot of times when I'm watching movies or rewatching movies, it's like, it's that, but uh, I don't know. They're, I obviously love them, but I'm that way with a, a comfort movie of mine is um, hereditary. Like, Really, I like just putting it on and just listening to all the chaos in the background. <laughs> See, no, there's, I don't even yeah. have to pay attention to it. There's like this weird thing that, yeah. like, with a lot of modern horror, I notice tries to be like, how do I say this? Like, it it almost isn't re- rewatchable. Like, some of it like can't be that for me. But Hereditary and Midsummer really have that for me, and I think it's just because the dialogue is so strong that like I can mm-hmm. hear the background noise and hear them talking, and I'm like, okay, cool. Hereditary is the first movie that has scared me in a long time. Like I'm not easily scared movie wise. Um, If I'm like outside in the dark, that's a different story. But 
like when I watched Hereditary, my brother was like, he's like, it's a slow burn. He was like, for the last 20 minutes, he was like, just sit there and wait. And I was like, okay. And I was super into it. So I didn't have any problem. And I remember when the movie ended, I literally went, holy shit, <laughs> out loud by myself, because <laughs> I could not believe what I had just watched. It was so good and like genuinely scared me. And that hadn't happened in years. So I think that's why it became like a comfort movie of mine is like, it was just the first movie in a long time that like, from beginning to end, I could not take my eyes off the screen. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I liked um, Midsummer as well. I thought that was great. Yeah, I can't. I'm look. I'm really looking forward to his next film. I think it's supposed to be like a four hour comedy, and I'm like, okay, that's that's long, but okay, I'll take it. That is long. That's like an hour longer than the Batman. That was so long. It was so long. <laughs> I won't lie. I only watched it because I was like, Robert Pattinson, Twilight. I'll check it out because I'm not like super into like superhero stuff. But that movie was so damn long. I was like, is this ever going to end? <laughs> it kept like, you'd get to a point where you'd be like, wow, this has got to be the wrap up. And then I'd be like, nope, he's got to go do something else. <laughs> Just walking around. <laughs> it's a, it's a video. We have. Huh. Huh. Go ahead. What? <laughs> I was just going to say, we have one final question from uh, Brian Barry. I don't know who that is. Um, who? Who's Brian Barry? I'm not sure. Kind of hot, isn't Some he? Guy. <laughs> Very hot, yeah. Okay, let's move. I have, I will never, oh my God, I will never stop laughing at that. That was so funny. <laughs> All right, what's his question? <laughs> Brian Barry in good fashion asked, why is he so hot and cool as shit? What the? <laughs> Out of humility. <laughs> um, I'm, I won't answer that. <laughs> I, would ju- I would just say it's for, for other people to okay, decide. I will tell you this. I met Koi. I did, a, I did a signing with Koi. It wasn't really a signing. We were trying to sell books at a place where I believe was the one who was quoted as saying these people are here to buy funnel cakes not books and (laughs) (laughs) koi is definitely definitely has a has a very hot presence to him like he's just very like it's the bow tie it's the bow tie (laughs) it's the bow tie yeah, and I, I was like ridiculed <laughs> for like two hours that night about having a boat. Did something bad so. happened to you? What is wrong with? Yes, it did. And we were just like, oh, oh, no. The, the story, like this person who will remain unnamed, it was like, like I mean, just constantly giving me crap about the bow tie, and I was, I was, I was being a good sport about it. Wasn't yeah, you I? laughed. You would, like, you would go, ha, 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 yeah, 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 and move on. But it was like, it was seriously like, but it was like, and I said something stupid. I was just being stupid, and I said, um, did a did a bow tie like hurt you or something? Did you have a bad experience with a bow tie? Um, this person said, after a dramatic pause. Yes, and I don't want to. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Actually, I did, and we were just like, "Oof!" And it was the worst. Like from across the room for the rest of the night, just giving me daggers like a death stare. Oh. Like I can't leave. 
you brought up what happened with the boat. I can't believe you brought up that incident in 1975. <laughs> I'm not allowed to ridicule you, you know, without you bringing that up. And I, and I was like, <laughs> awful. It was just this, like, the weight of this person's stare all night. I'm like, I just want to go home. <laughs> like, let's, let's go get a funnel cake. It, it, it got very tense after, like, I could even feel it. Like, it was just very tense. Like, you could feel, like, the piercing stare after you said that. And I was like, just in my head, like, wow. I mean, that restaurant yeah. wasn't that great, but I'm not, I'm not even having that bad of indigestion. Like, it was just, she was mad. I shouldn't say, well, I've exposed them. They, they, they. Good work. Great job, Damien. Oh, you ruined someone's entire life. Um, I'm, like, yeah. I'm real curious about, like, what, what caused so much hatred for a bow tie. We don't know. It wasn't revealed. It was just if I if I had any further connection to this person, I would DM them and be like, "So what was the deal with that?" It's really strange. This is strange. <laughs> really hates Botox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His response. It was a bow tie with like bats on it. I thought it was like a nice Halloween bow tie. It was very nice. It was very... I've, have you ever seen that meme where it's like I got invited to a Halloween party and I showed up in costume and it's the guy dressed as the Babadook? That was me. I showed up as the ultimate warrior and everybody was just just them. It really was, yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe this will help me sell some books. Wrong. I think it actually. People just want, people wanted to talk to you about the Ultimate Warrior and not. Yeah, your people books. Were like remember when he had that feud back then with Hulk with Hulk Hogan, and I'm like, yeah, um, my book here, buy it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. who's your favorite wrestler? You like the Ultimate Warrior, Sasha Banks? Who's he? It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Come buy a funnel cake. Bring it back. Remember the funnel cake sounds amazing. Remember the this is like my one like last off context story, and then we better like get Kyrus. Oh no, third strike! Third strike! That's it. This podcast is over. I I, I quit. I quit. Listen, it's a hard (laughs) habit to break when I've done it for like a year. I'm not making excuses. I'm sorry. Uh, It's Kira. Kira, We'll get the Kira's question, and then coys and we'll i guess let everybody be free if they've made it this far remember the actress from i don't want to say who it is because i don't want to do what i just did that other person who was in a previously talked about horror franchise who said i hate horror <laughs> yeah yeah and we were just like wait it was like she went she was went on this tour of the authors selling books like it was like one of those like let's go look at poor people like let's see how the other half lives like um like out of her suite up there that was like air conditioned and stuff and came down and just like toured us and told us how she hated it and then went back to it and i was like that was it was like it was like the you know princess game yeah it was like look Watched all the peasants struggling. It's like, I hate horror so much. Well, let me go sign these 
eight by tens and charge sixty bucks to horror fans because of this horror movie that I was in. Okay, bye. Not <laughs> yeah. only thought that, but told people that people who are trying to sell horror books, like, <laughs> oh. Okay, moving along. <laughs> Tangent over. All right. Does that mean it's my it's my question? Yup. All right. So I had a whole bunch, but I think this one sticks out to me the most. I want to know what would be your last meal? <laughs> um, <clears throat> my last meal would be shrimp curry. Huh. And I would and I would drink a lot of gin with it. Um, and I would be able to enjoy it because I wouldn't get like uh, heartburn at night. <laughs> it's my last. Not gonna minute, lie, so. I thought you were gonna say flaming Dave's bread and butter pickles. No, it would not be part of it. But shrimp curry with gin, and uh, I would get um, really sick. But it'd be okay because I'm gonna die. So. <laughs> I might, I might want to die, you know, at that point. <laughs> maybe, huh? Maybe it'll help. I, so there's like, there's, this is, I'm doing another tangent. You, you, Kira, you have got to reel me in on these tangents on this thing. This, this person I, I know and work with, we work, we work by this Indian restaurant and he was telling me that his brother likes to get shrimp curry because he's very bored washy. Board washy. Yep. What is that? He meant to say bourgeoisie. Oh, <laughs> he said. I said board washy, and he went, "Yeah, board washy." And I said, "Do you mean bourgeoisie?" And he went, "Okay, <laughs> Mister English teacher." And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Shrimp curry is not. Fancy. It's not board washy. No. Board washy. I don't like shrimp. You like curry? I've never had curry. Um, do you like Indian food? A little bit. It depends. Well, that's um. <laughs> I love. I love it. You can get. You can get like. Uh, Get it like really, really hot too, but I, I don't do that. I I got wood on my last meal because it wouldn't matter. Be, I'm so, so yeah. afraid of like heartburn keeping me up at all hours of night, and you wouldn't know if I had deep fried foods and pizzas. But like, I had such bad, such a bad reaction to Indian food at a wedding one time, and just thinking about it makes me scared. Yeah, I can imagine. I get horrible heartburn from eating pizza. Which is terrible because it's pizza. Pizza's the so pizza's the greatest thing that has ha- ever happened to humanity. It is, and every time I eat it, even if I just look at it, I'm like, "That's just heartburn city." And sometimes it's worth it, and sometimes I'm like, "What have I done? This is where I'm dead. I'm deceased. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it." <laughs> okay, Koi. I have really, I have really poor decision making. Like uh, power when it comes to eating food. Oh, <laughs> like, like, I know the consequences, and it's in the moment. It's kind of like, well, maybe it won't this time. And then there's also that like 
this is gonna be worth no. it this uh, time. Yeah. Maybe I built up tolerance <laughs> after the fiftieth time. <laughs> Maybe now this time it'll it'll go away. And it's funny because like like speaking of pizza, like there's that whole debate about like pineapple on pizza, yes or no. And I can't even weigh in because I'm allergic to pineapple. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, like I and I, I always see like the debate online, and I'm like, God, I wish that I could like say my piece. But if I eat pineapples, I'm gonna go up in hives, and that's not fun. <laughs> Pineapple absolutely belongs on pizza, and it belongs with ham and bacon and brown sugar. I don't like bacon. Well, then no, you're not gonna like that pizza. I'm not. I'm not, to- I'm not totally against pineapple on pizza. So, although I probably. Rather not have it. Skeptical Bigfoot okay. and pineapple on pizza. I can't, yeah. I can't deal with it. <laughs> agnostic. He's agnostic on the Bigfoot and the pineapple on pizza. That's that's the episode name right there. <laughs> the great debate. So, Koi, are you you have questions, or do you do you want us to just like? I don't know what I'm. I will ask. Yes, I will ask questions. Um, so, am I going to ask, and like you're both going to answer? Is that how I will do it this? It doesn't matter. However, you sure. want to do it. We're not really great at yeah, this. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't really have questions for each of you. So, if you want to answer, you can or, or not. But what are the funniest nicknames you have for your pets? Oh. <laughs> Oof. Um. Well, we have two dogs. Uh, Nopal and Beanie and they go through quite quite a few during the day so Nopal is obviously Nopal or he's Nopalito he's Nopalito I call him Nope uh, together I call them No Beans um, I'll tell him Nopal and Beanie and together they make No Beans um, Beanie is Beans he's Bean He's Bean Bean. <laughs> uh, Nopal is also Bean. <laughs> um, I call him Chubby because he's overweight. Um, and I don't want to offend him by calling him Chubby. So we just stick with Chubby. <laughs> um, chunky Boy. Um, Beanie doesn't really get a whole lot of nicknames, but Nopal gets quite a few. So that is, that is, I think that's where it ends. If I can think of more, I'll say them, but they've got, like I said, quite that's a few right. throughout the day. <laughs> important to me because like it shows you actually love your pets and when i like when people will be like i don't have any nicknames for my pets like red flag you just call it by you call it by their name that's really? all you do like, we have just one name. we have too many anyway. we have too many animals so i'll try not to go through all of them but we call one of our dogs kingy dora we call him scooter a lot because this kid commented on my wife's Instagram post and said he used to have a dog that looked like him that died and his name was Scooter. So now we pretend because this dog is a hundred years old. He is mean. And one of her ex teachers in high school found him in the road. So we just kind of adopted him, but we always joke that he's a vampire and that's the same dog, but we call him Scooter Booger. We call him just not great things because he's so mean and he just gives it right back to us. And Ripley Rougarou, we call just like we call her a poggy because we because we say she's a pig dog because she's so fat. We call her a sausage because <laughs> she looks like a sausage link. 
our cats go through an assortment. Like Ulther, we call him fat. We, I'm noticing a trend. Maybe I shouldn't go through these. But he he is so like he is so big, and he is just like you know, like when you see like the fat kid in the '80s like comedies. That's he embodies that. So I just like to think of him as that. We don't really call Kita anything because she's a princess, and she's kind of just like. I don't think she'd tolerate it, so we just call her Kita or Kita Kakash. And Everest, we call him Pauper Emeritus sometimes because he looks like the singer from Ghost because he's got this one eye that's really foggy. <laughs> <laughs> or Boyo. We call him Boyo a lot, but that's it. Slim Jim because he's so long. <laughs> Slimmy Jimmy. He's like, he's like seriously the length of a snake, but he's a cat. I'm not a snake, I'm just a cat. Oh, you made me think of some too. Sometimes I call um, Nopal Beef. I tell him he's 80-20 Beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beef. And sometimes I'll call um, Beanie String Bean because he's super skinny. He's the polar opposite of his brother. Like, they look, even like, I will have to take a good picture of Nopal and put it on Twitter for everyone to see. We were pretty sure, like, not that I believe in aliens, but if I did, they totally left him in the litter to fool, like to spy on the world. And they tried to make him look like a dog, but he's off. Like it's like those horror stories you hear. <laughs> I could not do it. He's Sorry. A- Go ahead. <laughs> it's like it's like those horror stories you hear where they're like, you know, like the, like it's like someone pretending to be a person and there's just like things that are off about like their movements, the way they walk, the way they smile. Like that's no fall. It's like He's trying to be a dog, but even the way he's put together, he's all misshapen and weird. And I'm like, you are just pretending, aren't you? He's like a changeling. So he's like, he's like drawn from memory. Yeah. And like, he just, he's so strange. He acts so strange. He's got these big old bug eyes. Like we're pretty convinced he was dropped off to spy on the world. And he's, and he's beef. <laughs> Much, much more convincing than my, um, my case. Yeah, that was. Are like, you sure you don't believe in aliens? <laughs> if I did, it's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I'm gonna have to get a good picture later. Share it. We'll study him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think that's all the yeah, things I have. Yeah. All right. The next awkward silence. <laughs> Is that what you, so? Then should we? Should, hmm? should we end? This? Are we good? <laughs> Let me say, should we probably like actually shout out our work and books and stuff we have oh, coming? Oh yeah, out? totally. That's the one thing that we need to do. We need to make sure that at the end, the guests can talk about that stuff. Koi, give us a rundown. Yeah. Okay, so I have um, just out. I think. Just a month ago now, the, the Hangman Feeds the Jackal was released. That's my uh, gothic western novel. And so I've been very happy with that. I've been getting a lot of feedback on that. And so it's kind of inspired me because I just finished writing um, the novel I'm going to release in 2023. It's called The Promise of Plague Wolves. And it's a 17th century um, like occult mystery type uh, novel. And... Um, Kind of going back to what I did with Grimoire of the Four Imposters, it's about uh, Doran Toth and, and Vinegar Tom. It's his dog, his greyhound. Nice. 
And I just finished that. And so I think when I, and I'm, that's going to be my 2023 book. And then um, I'm going to get started writing my 2024 uh, novel. And I'm going to write another Gothic Western. And the title I have for that is Red Visions of a Gun Shaman. And it's going to involve the same character from um, The Hangman Feeds the Jackal. Nice. That's what I, I have love- coming up. I love those titles so much. Yeah, he always has the best titles, Thank and I'm just over here like, mm, my book is called Pup. We're like Hot Pink Satanism. That That's a winner. Hot Pink, Hot Pink Satanism is a great That's title. a winner, I think. I can't, I can't wait for people to read that book. So I did have the, I can brag and have the privilege of reading that very early, and I think that's going to be, that's going to be huge. Well, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're all doubtful. We're like, mm-hmm. We're like mm-hmm. so you say. <laughs> I hope it is. Okay. So you say. Will my will my endless nights of staying up crying about how I'm a phony be ended? <laughs> the quote. Okay. Yeah, I've told you. Quote from like I've been watching um an evening with Beverly Loughlin like almost every day. You think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, that was the most long-winded way to get to a quote. I do have a, I have two novels that are not with any publisher right now, and I have two mystery novels I want to get out there at some point too, and they're already finished. And they're one set in the nineteen fifties, one set in the sixties, and it's a book and a sequel, and it's called A Seance for Wicked King Death, and the sequel is called The Switchblade's Fingali. And uh, so hopefully if I can find a publisher for those, they're kind of like crime mystery novels. And I'd like to branch off in that direction too. No, oh, I hope you do. Because those sound like right up my alley. Yeah, that sounds great to me. I need those. Sounds great. So I guess. So anybody out there, you heard that. Yeah. Was, quite freaking for a I was about to say, if, so I guess if you're a publish publisher, it. go ahead and please, <laughs> please do that for Koi. Cause that's, I selfishly really <laughs> want to read that. <laughs> but. Yeah, and then I guess just tell every, tell everyone where you're at online, and then we'll also include it um, in your post for this episode. Sure, um, I do have a, a website that you can go to to for my like collected work. It's simple enough. It's um, koihall.com. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter at koihallbooks. That's where I'm most active at. Also on Instagram, I'm on so inactive there. I don't know what I, where I'm at on that. Um, uh, uh, nor Facebook, so Twitter's the best place, and my website. Twitter's the most fun too. I, I think. Yeah, there's I definitely the back and forths on Twitter are great, or a little better than. I like Instagram better for like self promotion. I don't think it helps as much though, so that's kind of like that's neither here nor there. That might account for why I spend so many nights crying. Yeah, I like I I really enjoy Twitter's like platform just like not only for like I feel like when I like share stuff on there, I get more like recognition on Twitter, more people are like willing to share it. And like, it doesn't ever feel like it's like a favor, like people genuinely want to share it, you know, they're like happy to share it. And like me too, I'm like constantly retweeting. I'm like, sorry, guys, (laughs) but I need to, I need to retweet this with some like eyeball emojis or something. Yeah. I've started thinking that like when I retweet, people might have my retweets muted because I retweet so much. So I've been quote tweeting. Like I'll show you. (laughs) There you go. 
<laughs> I'll get my way out of this one way or another. Well, all right. I guess we're good to roll then. Yeah. Should we maybe promote our stuff as well? I, I guess. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> sure. I have like books out. Like if you go to the Instagram, you can find it on my link tree or our link tree there. Like at Damien Thulu or at DC Ugly Books. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter. It's where I'm most active as well. Um, I think it's at underscore Midnight Reads. And then I'm also on Instagram, uh, Midnight Books underscore and Coffee, I believe. And I have links that have, or a link tree that has all my links on there as well for my stuff on Amazon and other places you can follow me. Sweet. Please. Yeah. Please, (laughs) like, read our books so that we don't cry anymore. (laughs) that's all we do (laughs) all right i'm pressing the button and saying thank you for listening bye thank you bye